This is 15 Minutes Of. I'm Dan Tebow. Like many early weekend mornings, recently my wife and I were in the parking lot of a skating rink waiting for my son's hockey game to begin. Along with all the other families, a young woman was outside and she had three dogs with her. Thinking she was also there to watch a game, it just seemed odd that she would bring her pets, but she began introducing us to them, and slowly it became clear why she was there. I'll never forget meeting Kiva, an absolutely beautiful Akita German Shepherd, and when I stooped down to pet her, she leaned into me with this just warm uh, hug is the only way I can explain it. I instantly made a connection with Kiva and needed to know who this woman was. She is Kim Fontaine and at age 31 is the president and director of Animal Assisted Therapy Services in Massachusetts and has been working with therapy dogs for over a decade. Kim holds an associate's degree in veterinary technology from Becker College. AATS is an AKC-approved therapy dog organization and currently has 17 credentialed therapy dog teams. Additionally, Kim and Kiva are the primary canine unit for the Central Massachusetts Critical Incident Stress Management Team and are also a canine first responders dog team. Both groups provide psychological support to first responders and or survivors following a traumatic incident using debriefing skills and psychological first aid, respectively. It doesn't get any more interesting or uncommon than that. Welcome, Kim, to 15 Minutes Of. Thank you so much, Dan. I am so honored to be here. And I'm so glad to have you on the show. I just, you know, meeting you that morning with my wife and and all the other families there was just so interesting and so unexpected. Tell me how you became interested in animals and dogs in particular. What was your family like growing up? Were there a lot of pets in your home? Well, that's actually a crazy story. When I was a little girl, me and my older sister begged, begged, begged our parents for a dog. And so we did finally get a dog and it was our Easter present. When we brought the dog to the vet for the very first time for its vaccinations, the dog that we had rescued was pregnant. So a few months later, this dog had 13 puppies and all of them lived and survived and went on to wonderful homes. So when I was a very little girl, my house had 14 dogs in it. That is amazing. So that yeah, is definitely unexpected. <laughs> unexpected. I was a happy little girl then. Oh, I bet. So that special event in your life, is that what drew you to your chosen career? Yeah, my first dog, Rag, she was fantastic, but she wasn't exactly therapy dog quality. It was until I got my second dog, whose name was Tyler, and that's how I started working in nursing homes. So believe it or not, way back when, I guess the rules were a little bit more lax than they are now. I was, I would say, 12, 13 years old, and my school was volunteering in a nursing home. And I just knew in that instant, Tyler would be perfect with the residents there. And so they allowed me to bring my dog. And that's how it all began. I said, this is amazing. This is a thing. Where can I sign up to do this? Tyler was a really great therapy dog. He worked for very many years. And then I had a bit of a hiatus until I got Kiva. All these years later, you're in a leadership position 
at AATS. Tell us a little bit about that and what is the mission of AATS? Primarily, AATS is a nonprofit therapy dog organization where we're utilizing the human-animal bond in order to make people's lives better, whether that be students in a school environment, you know, students in the college environment. We also work in nursing homes, prisons, mental health facilities. But in addition to that, you know, what also makes the human-animal bond so strong is that they're man's best friend. So we also offer dog training classes for everybody in the community. AATS was originally founded in Connecticut, and I discovered them as I was acquiring a dog training certification. So I did my apprenticeship with AATS, and we got along so well that they wanted me to start one in Massachusetts, which was a bit unexpected, but it's been a wild success, and I love it so much. That is fantastic. Many of your handlers are educators, school counselors, and mental health workers that bring their dogs to work with them on a regular basis. Tell me what role these animals play in their work. We have found so many benefits when these dogs go to work on a regular basis, whether it's the students in school that are preparing for an MCAS test or special needs students. We found that when the dogs are present, everyone is just so so much more calm and relaxed. And so we're actually been requested to go to schools more often because of this. And they find the same results when they work at mental health facilities as well. When the dogs are present, everybody just seems to be happier, calmer. They begin initiating conversations with one another about the dogs they used to have. So it's really engaging and positive for everybody. I'd have to agree. And when I met Kiva with you, it was like taking a tranquilizer. It was just instant calm. I just felt so good being around her. You are also proud to have trained two police comfort dogs. I normally associate a police dog with aggression or physical attack, although I can clearly see why that is useful to a law enforcement official. What situations call for a comfort dog? Comfort dogs are essential when it comes to a lot of crimes that occur, especially crimes that happen to children. They bring the comfort dogs in to, again, establish rapport and help them feel calm and relaxed. But it's not just children. It helps the officers, too, because they have a very stressful job. So having the comfort dogs in that stressful environment really helps everyone to feel more relaxed, more comfortable. And it's been proven to help people lower their stress levels. That's so interesting. What is the Central Mass Critical Incident Stress Management Team? and the canine first responders dog team? They are organizations that generally specifically help first responders after a traumatic incident. The Central Mass SISM team, they're deployed by NEMA 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, whenever there's a critical incident that occurs for a police department. It could be a fatal car accident, a fire, a homicide, anything that is a little bit more heavy than what they're used to on a regular basis. So we come in, we provide debriefing intervention skills and speak with the first responders so that way they're able to return to work more comfortably. What is debriefing exactly and what happens between the dog and the person in trauma during this process? Well, a short way for me to describe debriefing is that it helps first responders to be able to put a sufficient band-aid over the situation that they just experienced so that they're able to return to work in a timely fashion. Of course, if they need additional services, we can refer them to them as well. How the dogs are utilized are in a couple ways. The first way is that the dogs are there for a meet and greet situation to pull people into the debriefing. 
I've had police officers, for example, where they're like, oh, no, 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 I'm not here for the debriefing. I'm just here to see the dogs. And it turns out that those are the officers that really need the debriefing. So being able to utilize the dogs as a bridge uh-huh. to help them is essential. Mm. The other way that dogs are utilized is that the dogs are completely off lead and they're able to go amongst the group. So during a debriefing, we sit in a circle so that everyone is able to see each other and discuss what occurred. I have one particular incredible situation with Kiva where it was a very large debriefing with about a couple dozen people and Kiva crossed from one end of the circle all the way to the opposite end where she approached the fire chief and the fire chief was discussing the situation. But when the dog hit him, he took a big deep sigh and began to cry. Really? (laughs) He did. And what happened was, is that one situation actually reminded him of calls in his career in the past which brought up those feelings and emotions, but had the you know dog not been there, I don't know if he would have tapped mm. into that in front of all of his peers. So it was really important for him to be able to let that out and release in that environment. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Yeah, to have a fire chief cry, you know, it really helped everyone else to understand how important debriefing is and to, you know, take those, you know, they call them rocks out of your backpack every once in a while. You right. know, it's a tough job. It's a heavy backpack, but to unload once in a while is important. Wow. And it must be tough for first responders to do that. Absolutely. There's such a stigma of being tough or, you know, not talking about it. But we know psychologically talking about it is exactly what's going to keep you in this job all the way through. And Kiva is there to kind of get people to feel comfortable doing that, just kind of bringing out a calmness in the room itself so that people feel safe? Is that kind of what Kiva does? Definitely. I mean, they're not called man's best friend for nothing. It's just something that I tell people. It's something that a human couldn't achieve, but the animal is able to tap into that. Something within us where it helps us to feel calm and safe and comfortable. It's a magic. I call it magic. (laughs) And what about children in school? You mentioned that you work in education quite a bit. We do. We work in schools on a regular basis. We work specifically within the Spencer East Brookfield School District, but we also do a lot of work in Holy Cross. So we're dealing with pre-K all the way up into college. But we find that Kiva works best with students with behavioral situations. So these students, they might act a certain way in school, but they do not at home. And sometimes the students do act out in school. When Kiva's there, The teachers say that the students become calm, they become relaxed, and where a student can throw a chair across the room one minute, they also know that when Kiva's there, they need to be calm and quiet, and they'll lay on the floor and they'll talk to her. Oh, wow. What is it about Kiva that you think soothes the angst of an adolescent or a college student or or somebody that's just emotionally high-strung? Well, what's important is that she's a very calm dog. So she's good in those scenarios. But you don't need to have a perfectly calm dog to be a therapy dog. You can have an active, enjoyable dog that plays fetch, but that would be more suited for like a college environment. Maybe not the nursing home. I see. But definitely for college, those dogs are important too. I see that, yeah. We also go to federal prison. So yeah, sure, there's, you know, regular prison, but federal is a bit more intense. 
And what's so interesting is Kiva's all, she works in two different departments. She works within the older department where some prisoners are there for life and they might have Alzheimer's and Kiva helps to calm them as well. But we also work within the regular prison population as long as they're calmer inmates. And I see them in federal prison, again, laying on the floor, patting Kiva. Oh, does she need some water? And they use whatever cup they can find to get the dog some water. And it's a complete opposite, you know, thing that you would think about prisoners. It sounds like they go through a transformation. They do. They feel so different when that dog is there. I mean, some are a little off-put because she is part shepherd and they maybe don't have the best experience with German shepherds. <laughs> but they do recognize her. And you know what's so funny? If she has an odd name, they remember it. Right. And Kiva is a dog. And Kiva doesn't make any judgments on anyone. So whether she's in an educational setting or in a criminal setting, or in jail. She makes no judgment on the people that she's with. Can you help me make sense of that? Is that something that, that you perceive? Dan, I think that's what us as humans can't quite do. You know, she works with people that are in wheelchairs, that are blind, any form of disability. It doesn't matter if it's a small human, like a pre-K, you know, a small four-year-old child, or if it's an older person, that's maybe we've seen, I think our top is, what, 102 years old? So, you know, she doesn't discriminate. And that's another, you know, perfect magical thing that dogs just have. And it's great. Kim, describe for me and our listeners the deep connection you have with Kiva. She is such a gentle, loving animal. Is it innate for her or is this your training? When I got Kiva from the shelter, she was not the Kiva you met the other day. Uh, so it definitely has a lot to do with the training. She had a lot of anxiety, destructive behavior. Really? You wouldn't believe it at all. Kiva is what inspired me to become a dog trainer because she needed the training. And that, again, created the domino effect of finding AATS in Connecticut and establishing one in Massachusetts. So the training definitely worked. And it also goes to show that you can take just about any dog and with the right training methods, make them into a therapy dog. That is fantastic. You must have been witness to so many amazing interactions between animals and humans. What was one of the most profound experiences you have had? And please tell us about that. The first experience I had with canine first responders and the reason why I was so adamant about joining their team was, well, I thought it was cool that you could incorporate my other job as an overnight dispatcher and therapy dogs. I thought first responders and therapy dogs was perfect. A week later, after I contacted them, my friend Ron Tarantino was killed in the line of duty. So they called me back after they heard the news. They asked if they wanted to come up and help the first responders. I said, yes, absolutely. So as I led them into the Auburn Police Department, they had a big, 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 fluffy, fluffy Akita. And I saw all of my friends that were going through the same heartache that I was. Mm. But when they saw the dog, they smiled. I was sold right then and there that even for that split second of smiling, I knew that it was so important to have positive chemicals in your brain after all of that stress. And I was completely sold. I knew that Working with dogs and people was exactly what I wanted to do. That experience was so deeply personal for you. Absolutely. 
What do you want people to know? How can people help you and your mission? What I want people to know is that using therapy dogs in a professional setting is just another tool in the toolbox to help people. People can help by contacting us for therapy dog visits or also contacting us to train their own dogs to become a therapy dog. And don't forget, we also do dog training classes for community pets as well. Uh, That's great. We're going to put the links to your website and your organization in the show notes so everybody can go there and click right on the link and get to your website. Kim, what's next for you? Well, what's next for me is my puppy. (laughs) He is a handful. But we really hope that he's going to be a super therapy dog and follow in Kiva's footsteps as well, her paw prints, I suppose. Oh, tell, his, me, a, tell <laughs> me a little bit more. I didn't know you had a new puppy. Yeah, his name is Tomo. He is an American Akita. And because Akitas originated in Japan, the name Tomo means friend in Japanese. So we really hope this dog is going to be a good friend to everybody that he meets. He's I, about five months old already, and his training is just beginning. I bet he will. It sounds really great. Well, Kim, thank you so much for being on 15 Minutes Of. It was just interesting to meet you, first of all, but then to uh, get to know you a little bit better through this interview. Thank you so much again for being on 15 Minutes Of. Absolutely, Dan. Thank you again, too. It was an honor and a privilege. Trauma, resilience, healing, and connection through human and animal interaction. Kim Fontaine calls this process a bridge, and she is a social engineer constructing that bridge in the places where it is needed most. The world can be harsh. Sometimes we are victims, and sometimes we end up on the wrong side of bad events. But all problems are human problems, whether we choose to see them this way or not. Despite anyone's view, Kim reacts to them in a unique way. In traumatic events, she believes everyone involved deserves the shot of oxytocin that only Kiva can deliver. She responds to social situations that we want to stay away from. Crime scenes, car accidents, hospitals, and prisons. And she goes with the intention of bringing peace of mind, even if for a fleeting moment, to someone in distress, no matter who they are, or what they've done. The process can't be commodified and packaged. It's an intangible magic, and it comes from the combined spirit of Kim and Kiva. It's not only Kim's training skill, but her bravery, decency, and passion for bringing calm to troubled people that makes me believe beyond a doubt that this difficult world is also a great place with good people doing awesome things. I'm Dan Tebow, and this is 15 Minutes Of, a production of Fast Twitch Media. I'd love to hear from you and your thoughts on the show. Please connect with me at fasttwitchmedia.space.